Hallelujah. Father, thanks a million for your great blessings that you've poured out on our lives. We are grateful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I want you to turn in your Bible to Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20. And we're going to read. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Now, God wants you to push forward. Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5. Seek the Lord. Verse 6. And ye shall live. Lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Now, the word break out in Amos 5 and 6 is the word chalak. Yes. Amos chapter 5, verse 6. Amen. Amen. I know you are not used to finding Amos. All right? Break out like fire. Out. If you tap on the word out, is the word chalak. So, where fire is something that goes out. That's why everybody's scared of fire. Because if it starts downstairs, it can come up and engulf everybody. And that's why we have fire escape. 
So, your life and your ministry is just about to break out like fire. Amen. Amen. You're going to break out like fire. Unlimited. You see, fire is in America even. They've recently had some fires. And it just destroys homes, spreads to where the people live. I mean, you can't even control. There's nowhere you can keep it out from. They sometimes have aeroplanes. Recently, the Amazon forest started burning. And it was burning so much to the extent that they said it's going to affect the climate in the whole world. Because so much rain falls on the forest. And it causes so much change in the weather. And it's like it's something you can't keep out. So after this program, no one will be able to keep you out from the nations of the world. Yes. No one is going to keep you from the nations of the world. You're going to break out into every nation that we need to break out into. In Jesus' name. Now, I want you to show us and give us the map of the world. And let's go into Eastern Europe. And you are going to see right there in Eastern Europe many countries. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Belarus, Ukraine, Slovakia, uh, Czech Republic, Hungary, Moldova, Bulgaria, Romania, you know, Serbia, Bulgaria, then we have Greece, Ukraine, Belarus, all these countries, the fire of God and the breaking out of first lovers you see, is going to be, is going to come and break out into this place. And you see that you can't stop First Love Church from entering Romania. You can't stop it. It's like uncontrollably the people are just moving and they are just affecting the people. And in these last days, your color is not going to be a hindrance. Yes. Because you know, nowadays, everywhere there is like, you got to, you, we really realize that there are important things coming from other places as well. Yes. Europe is not the only important place. So, when he says we shall break out like fire, it's a description, it's trying to let you get a picture of how God is going to use you and how you are going to be used by him. And nowhere will be a barrier. When fire is moving, it doesn't say, oh, this is the third floor, so we, we can't go to the third floor. This is the second floor. We can't go to the second floor. There's nothing that is, forms a barrier anymore. So I see you entering every nation, every country, everywhere we must enter. And if you let's move to Asia, okay? Let's start from 
Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Iran, you know, just in the middle of Asia, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Nepal, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Kashmir, Uzbekistan, Iran. Eh? What do you think? India will be in all the stands. Look at them there. Eastern Asia. Look at the countries in Eastern Asia. It's huge. And so when we say, when I say first love church needs to push forward and come mightily, we are looking at Thailand. Look at Thailand number 20. Look at Laos, Hong Kong, Philippines, Pakistan, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan. You will be practically walking in these countries. And one day we will be saying that there was a time that we put up these uh, maps and the thing sounded like a dream. Do you see? But now it's all real. And we have Tajikistan, Turkmenistan shepherds, Kyrgyzstan shepherds. Uzbe- we'll be ask- Are you from Uzbekistan or Turkmenistan? All the Uzbekistan people should go to the right and Turkmenistan people should go to the left so that we see ourselves clearly. We see ourselves clearly. Yes. We don't want it. Uh, every time the Turkmenistan people are confusing us with the Kyrgyzstan and the Uzbekistan people. Which, which country are you from? Yes. Yes. Are you listening to me? The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that is going to come to pass. And do you know what I remember? Many, many years ago, I was sitting down and uh, the opportunity to start a church in Amsterdam came up. The opportunity to start a church in Manhattan came up. And I remember hearing the word Manhattan. I said, wow. Would it be possible one day we can ever have a church in Manhattan? But that's where our church in America started. Wow. All the places you mentioned, the names, the Houston, you mentioned the Paris, you mentioned a lot of places that look distant and impossible. And they look like strong nations where we could never enter. Today we are there. And you see, we have come to a place where we need now to push forward. If we don't push forward, you start going around in circles and develop the diseases of shepherds, which are the diseases of sheep. You start developing long-standing religion causing problems. When you've been in the church for a long time. I hope I get a chance to share those ones with you. Yes. yes. Because there are things that affect our fathers. Our fathers are not, we are not better than our fathers. But it's a fact that certain things come into the church when the church has been there for a long time. Wow. Are you there? Yes. So India cannot hold us back. Yes. Nepal cannot hold us back. Burma cannot, even if we have to marry them, 
so that we will be there. We are giving our lives for the gospel. Yes. If you have to marry, we shall say, Charlie, I'm doing my, my engagement in Thailand. Bhutan. Engagement is coming on in Afghanistan. Uzbekistan, North Korea, China. Yeah. Why not? Why not? There are prophets that God told them, marry this one. The person was a a prostitute. And he might have married her so that I can teach you my will. What do you think? Huh? Or you don't believe the Bible? Yeah. Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, halotry, and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom. So he went and took Goma. He went and found one of the prostitutes, Goma. Somebody who has Clyde every 30 minutes. Because the money you pay is for 30 minutes. Yes. 30 minutes. Yes. Depending on the, on the type of place. 30 minutes, 30 minutes, you change. Next customer, bling, and then you go. Yes. And he went and took a daughter of Goma. And she conceived. And bear him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. For yet a little while I will avenge the blood of Jezreel. And I will cause to seize the kingdom of the house of Jezreel. So, it it was a prophetic marriage. Back to my map. I'm just trying to show you that there are times you have to do that marriage. Yeah. Somebody has been encouraged to do a prophetic marriage. Yes. Amen. Because, you see, to, to be sent to a nation, you must love the people. Yes. You can't go and be a missionary and say, hey, these people, they are somewhere. Hmm. This, uh, this uh, whatever people. When you talk like that, you cannot be a missionary to a country. You must like the people. You must love the people. And if you end up marrying one of them, it's a commitment. The people will see how you treat their daughter. And they'll be watching you to see whether you are a good man. And you can accomplish more by the love of God than the power of God. Yes. So, you'll be surprised. (laughs) Taiwan. Yes. Taiwan. So we are breaking out like fire and you can see the way this thing is it's like you need it, if, we, if we don't break out and just start traveling to all these places, just find jobs marriages whatever, entering like fire yes 
I will be sitting down always say, I'm going to Hamburg for a program to meet a Ghanaian church with 23 members to go and preach. That is a typical Ghanaian church. Yes. A Ghanaian ministry who says, I'm going abroad. Hamburg. From Hamburg, I will go to Italy. And then you come back to Ghana. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about breaking out into places that are just words to us today. They are just words. Yes. We never travel to those countries. And you see, God took me to countries that I have no connection with in the natural. Look at me from Collegon. I didn't know anybody. No Ghanaian minister helped me. There's no, there's no Ghanaian pastor whom I know who has ever introduced me to any other person outside Ghana. No one has ever introduced me or even said anything to introduce me, to make me go and preach anywhere. It has never happened. Never. Yes. Like recommending me. How do you think I went to Bolivia? How do you think I went to Argentina? How do you think I was preaching in Buenos Aires? From one end of the city to the other end of the city in Buenos Aires. Do you think somebody recommended me? No. No Ghanaian minister has taken to recommend me even to the places maybe that day already preaching before I came on the scene. There's nothing like that. So it makes me to know that anywhere that is on a map without the help of the human hand, God can put you in places that look far from you and itself far-fetched that you ever be there. It's possible. Yes. There are times I've traveled to certain countries with people and they would say to me, oh, thank you for bringing us to this country. We would not have ever come here if it wasn't that we were with you or that we are connected to you. But I'm trying to explain to you that there are many places that I have been to. There's nobody that I can point to. Oh, thank you for bringing me here or connecting me to this place. Like, let's look at South America. Many of the South American nations that I have been in, like Bolivia. Let's look at South America. Uh, Panama. I've been to Panama many times. Yes. Do you get it? Yeah. And let's take the nation, all these nations, Venezuela. I've been in Venezuela. I've lived in, I've been in Venezuela, slept in Venezuela, different cities in Venezuela, preached there. Yes. I've preached in different cities in Colombia, as you can see this country there. Yes. I've preached in different cities in Brazil, different cities in Brazil. That I've preached in here, there, we fly from here to here. I preach in Bolivia. Look at it over there. Nobody introduced me. I, I preach in a town called Cochabamba. Yes. I preach in a stadium in, in Bolivia, in a church, at a radio station. Wow. Yeah. I've been in Paraguay. I preach in a far in the inside, internal part of Paraguay. And I preach in the capital. 
I mean, practically, nobody took me there. I've been to Argentina. That's uh, uh, Buenos Aires, the capital. When I was going, I was leaving, they were on strike. I remember that. I preached in Guyana. Nobody brought me there. So what I'm trying to say is that God can, and we have to, are supposed to believe, that God can take you to places that are names. And that you don't know anybody, or you don't know anybody who knows anybody. What do you think? And it's going to happen practically. Because this is the time to push forward now. And to break out like fire. Amen. Is it fantastic? Is it amazing? Beautiful. Now, breaking out like fire is one of the meanings of chalak. It's one of the descriptions. Second description, I'm giving you three, four. Description is to break out of rivers that block you. Second Samuel chapter 19. Breaking out of rivers. Chapter 19 and verse 15. All right? So, the king returned, okay, and came to Jordan. All right? Now, and Judah came to Gilgal to go to meet the king, to conduct the king over Jordan. Are you there? And Hezekiah prayed before Hey, is that the correct? No. What am I saying? Second Samuel, sorry, chapter nineteen. Yes, are you with me? Second Samuel. Okay, I went into the wrong place. Second Samuel, chapter nineteen. All right. Now, verse sixteen. And she married the son of Jera, a Benjamite, which was of Bahurim, hasted and came down with the men of Judah to meet the king. And there were a thousand men of Benjamin with him. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his 15 sons, and 20 sons, and 20 servants, arrived with him. And they went over Jordan before the king. Amen. Amen. And there went over a ferry boat to carry over the king's house. This is the return of David back to uh, his, his, his house after Absalom threw him out. And went over a ferry boat to carry over the king's household and to do what he thought good. And Shimei was one of the Orangus, the son of Jera, fell down before the king as he was come over Jordan. And the king said, Let not my lord impute iniquity unto me, neither do thou remember that which thy servant did perversely. He was trying to say, you know, all the bad things I said. You know, Shimei really insulted the king when he was going out. 
But now that he was coming back and the balance of power had changed, he was saying, oh, please, don't remember it. That the king, he said, let not my Lord impute iniquity. All right, verse 20. For thy servant doth know that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I am come the first this day of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet the Lord my king. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, one of the associates, answered and said, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this? Because he cursed the Lord's anointed. And David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? that you should this day be adversaries. Shall there any man be put to death this day in Israel? For do I know that I am this day king over Israel? Therefore the king said to Shimei, Thou shalt not die. And the king swore unto him. Hmm? <laughs> Mercy was given to him. But when David was dying, he told Solomon that this Shimei... Never forget what is done to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, in verse 17, you will see. It says, And there were a thousand men with him. All right? And with Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, and his 15 sons, and 20 servants with him. And they went over Jordan. That word over is the word chalak. Crossing rivers. They chalak the river. They pushed forward and came mightily over the river. You see, because you don't walk much and because you don't really fight wars, you wouldn't know what a river is. And the river is the greatest obstacle to your advancement. Wow. Yes. As soon as you come to a river, that's why rivers are used as the borders of countries. Yes. Rivers are used as the border. The borders. If you like, let's, let's look on the African map there. Look on the African map and look at Congo. You see the Congo River. All right. And you see that it forms the border between Congo, DRC, and the next country to it. All right? My people are taking their time to find it. But you see it's right there. All right? Or if you take Israel, okay? All right? If you take Congo, you see the border between Congo and the next country is the river. Okay? If you look at the river Jordan, is the, is the border between Israel and Jordan. Wow. So Israel is on the left, and then if you are on the other side of the river, you are in Jordan. Wow. So many rivers form natural barriers. It's very difficult. If you come with your car, you are stuck. You can't, you can't swim. The cars, most cars can't, unless you are James Bond, your car cannot swim. So a river has always, through history, represented the biggest obstacle. Yeah, you see, Congo Brazzaville is up 
and below is Congo. And that's the river going all the way down to the sea. All right? It's always, if you, they're clever, they just use the river. From here upwards is you, and from here is down is me. Are you there? Yes. And you see that even in Ghana, the Volta River yeah. looks like a barrier yeah. for another country. Yeah. We cross it at Sogakope, and those who are trying to separate from Ghana are asking from the river yeah. onwards. Yes. So that's why they, uh, they have the route at Sogakope onwards, which is where the river is. And then up at the Adomi Bridge, the first town is um, Atimpoku. Is it Atimpoku or whatever, right there? From there onwards, they are on it. They want to say, we want to be separate. <laughs> <laughs> So river is your big obstacle. Now, whatever represents your big obstacle, uh, your biggest obstacle, you are coming mightily over this river in Jesus' name. Yes. Chalak. Yes. It's to come mightily in Jesus' name. Now, Adolf Hitler, the liar, deceived Germany to fight a war from 1939 on the 1st of September, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. really, they started the war and invaded Poland. And he tortured the, the whole world if you take the history of the war, he invaded Poland in 1939. And no one could say anything. In three weeks, two weeks, he had just conquered the whole of Poland. And they really killed the Polish people. Then he took France the next year, 1940. Then, 1941, he took, he went to try to invade uh, Russia, Operation Barbarossa. And then, 1942, he tried to go to Stalingrad and was heavily defeated. Then, 1943, they started to come back and fight him from those places. But you see, he was sitting in Berlin, safe. Do you understand? And nobody could come back to him till 1944 on the 6th of June. I'm trying to show you 1939, 40, 41, 42. And he started to be defeated early. He was defeated because in 1940, he took France. But after that, he never had any real victory again because he could not succeed in Russia. So he started to be defeated from 1940. But he was safe because of the sea. Do you see? Mm. How to cross the sea and how 
to cross the sea and how to come to where he was. That's a big problem. So that's why the wall took so long. Because that, and that's why it's one of the greatest days in the history of the war is the D-Day. The day we crossed the river, which is the channel between England and France. A small piece of water. Can you show us on the map, if possible? Beautiful. So you see that a river is like the end of your life. Yes. A river is like the end of your advancement. A river is the end of your progress. A river is the end of your ministry. Because if you look at our ministry, you see that all these countries I try to show, Turkmenistan, Chigistan, Tugistan, where are we going? And you see that Ghanaian ministries, we have a river. A Ghanaian ministry will not easily be in Bhutan. No, even would not, that is the channel. Will not easily be, and look at it from France to the UK, all right? You see that it's just a small piece of water. You can even swim. There are people who do, they have done several times, they swim to, to England and back as part of their breaking world records. They swim the whole way this way and back. Yes. <laughs> As, as part of their, not just one way. So it's that short. But to cross this water with trucks and then petrol, because the truck will drive for one day and the petrol is finished. So you need petrol tankers, food for all the soldiers, ammunition, bullets which will be finished. I mean, soldiers, uniforms, water, coats, rain, this, water to drink. Eh? Water to drink and many things, you get what I'm saying? All these, right, become difficult because of a river. So in your life, we all have rivers that we must cross. We all have boundaries that are saying, this is the end. This is as far as you can go. And I can feel the boundaries. And when we started in the ministry, we don't usually have a Ghanaian church go to Nigeria. You don't easily have a Ghanaian church going to um, uh, uh, Cameroon. You don't even have a Ghanaian church going to South Africa. You don't have a Ghanaian church going to Zimbabwe. Even to Togo. You don't have a church starting in Ghana that is having anything to do with um, Zambia. I, don't, I didn't see any Ghanaian, church, Ghanaian pastor build any church in Zambia. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So that was a river that we got to, or Mali, or Niger. But by the grace of God, it says, they came and they went over Jordan. He came and went over Jordan. That was a major crossing. Are you with me? So David ran away from Jerusalem and crossed the Jordan. That made it more difficult for Absalom to come for him. Are you with me? So whatever represents a barrier to this ministry, to, to, 
to these countries. Can you put the countries up? I need more speed. Whatever represents the barrier. All right? Yes. It's going to be broken and you are going to come mightily into Bangladesh, into Nepal, into Bhutan, into India, into Thailand, into Cambodia, into Malaysia, into Singapore, into Indonesia, into Timor, Timor, Lest, into Brunei, into Vietnam. Yes. My wife was on a flight some time ago with people from Brunei. They were all Brunei, Brunei, Bruneian people. What is a Brunei? Somebody from Brunei. Bruneian? Bruni? I don't think so. Brunish. Okay. So may you cross. Now, what are some of what? What is a river? Your color is like a river. Your nationality is like a river. Your passport is like a river. It's like it's, it, 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 you look at the passport and say, "This passport is not going anywhere." There's no embassy. Where you can get a visa that wants you. Yes. And many times you realize that who you are and how you are like is not wanted at where we need to be. So we are going to cross. And I'm speaking to the young people. And if I was talking to some older people, they would say, look, we have a lot of problems here, you know. We have many things we are doing. And so on. We didn't die for the world. We don't know why people are in Turkmenistan and Pakistan. Is that, what does it have to do with us? That's what older people would say. What does it have to do with that? How does it help us? We have a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues. You get it? <laughs> All these things you are talking about, we don't understand it. Tell us something practical that will help our, our marriages and that will help our financial crisis and our mortgages. All right, the Taiwan doesn't help us. Macau, South Korea, Japan, it is not of any help to us. Give us a practical message. Do you see? Then I have to come and start to preach about uh, financial ascendancy. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. And say, aha, you are now preaching a powerful message. Something that is relevant. But you see, as I've been so-called preaching irrelevant messages, or messages that are not relevant to our practical life, that's the church that you are seeing that is all over the place. That is experiencing financial ascendancy. So, I want to encourage you to break out of every river. So, you're going to break out like a fire, which is like an unrestricted movement. Unrestricted movement. Uncontrollable and unrestricted movement of the ministry. And then, breaking out of severe limitations, which are very difficult traditionally to break out of. If you see the people crossing the water, they were showing the soldiers crossing the water. 
I tell you, first of all, to wear the boots is not easy. And to come with, I mean, carrying their equipment through the water. And as they are coming, they are shooting. Because Hitler built a wall to close the whole of Europe with guns pointing towards the sea. Because he knew they would come from the sea. And so as they were walking there... And if you want to understand it, watch Saving Private Ryan. That's the best film to watch to understand that thing. It is pathetic. But by evening of that 6th of June, they had taken the beach and they were on the beach. And unfortunately, there were actually rivers in the land. More rivers. That is why even though they entered Europe on the 6th of June... It was only the next year, May, that they won the war on the 7th of May. That is when Germany surrendered. Yes. Because from 6th of June, and and, and when I say a distant, a river, there were a series of rivers before Germany, and they were heavily defended. So you imagine June, July, August, September... A journey that takes less, less than one day. I have driven from Switzerland to England in one day. Wow. You drive through that same route through France and you come to this border where the water is. Then you cut on the boat and you cross. It's less than a day. Wow. If you, it took them one year. Step by, and each river, they, when they go to there, blew up the bridges. So you, you cross, come. Yes, you say you, you march over which bridge. Come and let's see. So you have to have a special boat which can carry whatever. And they'll be shooting, bombing, shooting, bombing. And there were several. And you see, as we are as a ministry, we are having many rivers before us. But the Bible says that, and they came over the Jordan. And you are going over every river that is blocking your advancement in the ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ. May every river yield to the power of God on your life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Number three. Genesis 24. Anybody who is feeling sleepy. Identify yourself and move out before I identify you. I've already identified you. So, I'm being polite. Do the right thing. Genesis 24. Now, and it came to verse 15. And it came to pass. All right? Before he had done speaking. You are breaking out like a fire, number one. You are breaking out over every river, over going over every river. And number three, we shall see what you are going to break out, push forward into. It says, and it came to pass before he had done speaking, behold, Rebecca came out, okay, and the damsel was very fair to look upon. A virgin. Neither had any man known her. It's a tautology or it's a repetition. 
of what when you say you are a virgin, neither had any man known her. Well, you also have other things, but you know, neither had any man known her. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mercy. She went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. When she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels. She hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water for all his camels. Modern sisters, I wonder if you'll be feeding camels with buckets of water. Huh? That's a, that's a car of those days. Washing the cars and providing water with buckets. Yes. And the man wondering at her held his peace. May there be something to wonder at you about. As you sit in laziness, no one will be wondering at you if she had not offered to do what she was doing. All right? Now, the man wondering at her held his peace. Amen. Amen. To wait whether the Lord had made his journey chalak. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous. And that word is chalak. Is to have a prosperous and breakthrough mission journey. Yes. A journey which has come mightily. A, A journey which can be described. A mission that can be described as a breakout. A breakout. A journey which can be discovered, described as something where we have gone over barriers. Amen. A mission that we can describe as something that is a real push forward in ministry. It's not the gathering of Ghanaian immigrants in Germany. Or the gathering of Ghanaian immigrants in the UK. But it's a genuine push forward to gain Use Uzbekistanis and Bhutanis and Laos members and genuine Indians, Pakistanis, Bolivians. It's a genuine mission that is genuinely, truly an advancement. Yes. To go over, to break out of our black mold. Yes. Our church is not in one color. 
Our church is multicolored. Our church is what? Multicolored. International. And rightly so. What do you think? You see, we need genuine forward pushes. Like it, it's a genuine advancement. It's an advancement. You know, it is easy to play politics in the church. And when I say play politics, propaganda. Say great things about things that are not. Oh, we have a church in London. We have a church in uh, uh, where? This place. It's a, and so we have done an outreach. Whereas in reality, you are gathering immigrants, lonely immigrants. Yes. And the the people of the nation that you are in, you have not really reached out to them. Yes. Are you with me? And I'm talking about reachable souls. There are some souls that are not reachable yet because the Holy Spirit hasn't touched them. When you ask them, who is Jesus? They'll say, oh, Jesus is just a story. It's just an energy. It's a story in a book. It's an inspiration to some people. It's an imaginary character. (laughs) Yes. So, brothers and sisters... It is important for us to go over these things into realities and to push forward. I mean, I want to genuinely have a camp meeting with only Indians, Pakistanis, Bhutanis, Kazakhstanis. I mean, and I know that, look, we have actually genuinely broken out of this mold or whatever has restricted us. We've chalaped. We've come mightily. Yes. We've pushed forward genuinely. And that is what this servant was wondering if the Lord had made his journey a chalak journey, which is a journey that has, he, he has pushed forward like, this is a real wife for uh, Isaac. Wow. Is, is, this, is, this, is this woman, he was looking at her, she was serving. This is the type of person, but how can it be that he's the first person I'm meeting? Is the type of person, somebody who carries buckets of water to serve camels. Wow, what a sister! What a sister! Not some of the sisters today who cannot even make. Cannot make some basic things. Huh? And you cannot feed a man how much more a camel. Are you with me? Yes. 
Yes. You've given birth to three children and you have no food for four. It's a problem for you to provide for these children. Why is it a problem? Because your goal was to bring forth children. That was all. But now that the responsibility and the reality has come and has landed, you are struggling, no food, and you don't care. There are many stories like that. So, is it possible that I've broken out? Is it possible that I've come mightily into a real and genuine beloved? Is it possible that I've pushed forward and gained something that I I even thought maybe I would not gain? Because Abraham told him, if you don't, is it Abraham who sent him? Yes. Told him, if you don't get anybody, then you are free from this oath. But you must try. He he wasn't sure whether he was going to be successful, but he realized that he's really making a real advancement. So, brothers and sisters, missionary journeys with genuine members from the whole world, 192 nations. Is it 190 or 192? In the region of 190 nations, okay, and territories, peoples, from everywhere, Arabians, Amen. Saudis, Amen. Iranians, Amen. Iraqis, Karama Shobarabalabada. Is it possible? Yes. He was looking and wondering, is it possible that God has caused me to come mightily forward in such a way that I never imagined would be possible? Is it possible that I, I will not only be doing camp meetings in Accra and Kumasi, no. but I'll be doing camp meetings in every part of the world? Is it possible? I believe it is possible. And you are the next person to push forward in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. So chalaking, alright? You are going to break out. And as you break out into God's work, you'll be breaking out into your own life. Your own life goes forward. God doesn't employ you for nothing. God always takes care of you. So, as you take care of God's business, God takes care of your business. As you take care of God's house, God makes a house for you. As you make God's house comfortable, God makes a comfortable house for you. A house you never plan to build for yourself. Amen. Amen. Psalm 118. Verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now Chalak. Send now Chalak. Send, you see, Chalak is something you actually ask for. Send me. Send it to me, Lord. Give it to me. The ability to go over. The ability to push forward from nothingness into something real. A breaking out from the limitations, barriers. 
I'm not talking about becoming a millionaire. No, 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 no. I'm talking about breaking out in your service with God. Yes. You see, young, young men, let me tell you, you are great men of God. That's what you... You are not a pornographist. You are not a pornographist. <laughs> you are a man of God. You are a man of God. You are a prophet. You are a teacher. You are a preacher. You are a great servant of God. That's what you are. And you are breaking out and going over and pushing forward in your life and your ministry. Yes, that's what you are. That's what you are. And God is going to use you mightily. Your status is changing from now. Your status is changing now. Yes, as you climb and just break out in this camp meeting, you are going to be given the master keys to entering into things you've never imagined you could enter into. Yes. You know, one day I was in Eastern Europe and I was with Benny Hinn. And I was I was there when he called different places I was with him. First of all, he stretched out his mind and said, oh yeah, I know you, I know you, come. So we talked. I was at the back stage. Then another time I was with him at dinner. Then another time I was, I was standing with him somewhere in front of a lift. But we ended up standing there for more than 30 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. We we're just talking. And I was thinking that there's a man who looks so far. Because I used to watch him when I was in medical school, when I was in room R104. That's when I used to watch Benny Hinn. When I was in room, room R104 as a, medic, as a student. And now here was I chatting with him. I remember I had dinner with him in a restaurant, just the two of us. Everybody had left us and just the two of us were talking. As, as, as I, want, I want to say, as though we were friends. I mean, we are, we are friends, but I cannot even easily say his friend. It, it sounds too proud to sound to me. But here we were sitting, talking. You soon be talking with people that look far Amen. as friends. Amen. Yes. Because God is pushing you out. You see, he's pushing you out. He's pushing you out. And pushing you forward. And you are crossing incredible barriers to become what God wants you to become. Yes. You'll soon be doing that. Things that look distant will not be distant to you any longer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now Chalak. The going over. The pushing forward. The becoming mighty. Yes. I, I I have become mighty in ministry. Yes. 
at least relative to what I, I knew before, what I was before, I've become mighty. Yes. In 1998, God asked me to write a book. And I said, why would I be writing a book for about what? And, and to who? <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Now, who would want to read my book? Who would want to read my book? It was because of fear that I wrote the book. Because I, I, I am afraid of disobedience to God. I was afraid, so I wrote. And what did I write? I didn't know what to write. So I said to write the messages I was preaching at the time. Bearing fruits. Um, the strange woman. All about fornication. Prodigality. Unbeatable prosperity. 100% answered prayer. They went to hell. Yes. Yes. Poison, taming the tongue. I wrote them. Yes. I, forgiveness made easy. I wrote them. Why not? Because he told me to write the books. Yes. Today I'm standing between 30 and 40 million books published. So, you are soon going to come very mighty in ministry. And in your service to God, you'll not be able to recognize yourself. Amen. Amen. 